The Gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, according to St. Luke. Listen for the word of the Lord. Then Jesus looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude you, revile you, defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice on that day and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven, for that is how their ancestors treated the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is how their ancestors treated the false prophets. But I say to you who are listening, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other cheek also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who asks of you, and if anyone takes away what is yours, do not ask for it back again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. We sang it earlier, O oh, blessed communion, fellowship divine, we feebly struggle. They in glory shine, yet all are one in thee, for all are thine. Alleluia. Alleluia. I am such a sucker for All Saints Sunday. It's liturgy, it's choral arrangements, duets and hymns, the readings, the candles. There's 32 candles up here, marking the 32 members of our church who made a membership transfer in the past year from the church militant to the church triumphant. They joined the communion of saints, the great cloud of witnesses. Sort of an odd concept, isn't it? We say it in our creed every week. We talk about it as we come forward to communion. We are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. We feast with the communion of saints. Did you know in the Catholic Church there's over 10,000 saints recognized. They view saints a little differently from, from us. So what I do each year at this time uh, on All Saints Day, which is the day after Halloween, is I refer to some books in my library and I do a Google search uh, looking for the saints, particularly the unusual saints. And there's some unusual ones out there. So this, this year, these made the list. There's uh, Saint Anthony the Abbot. He was an ascetic butcher because he was quite unattractive. Uh, so he left in solitude and lived in solitude. And when people would visit him, he was said to have healed people, but he lived with the pigs. So he is the patron saint of the unassuming and the patron saint of bacon. Can you believe that? There's a patron saint of bacon. And then I read about St. Drogo, the Flemish nobleman who is said to have been present in two places at one time, and he was always scurrying about. So they made him the patron saint of coffee and multitasking. 
And then I read about uh, this other, Columbanus in the 6th and 7th century. He loved to tour the back roads and then started over 100 monasteries. He just could not be still, but he was enamored with riding the back roads around the countryside. So they made him the patron saint of motorcyclists. And finally, finally, this one's a little bit heavy, Dymphna of Ireland. In the 7th century, she lost her mother at an early age. She was seven years old when she lost her mom, and, and her dad began to suffer with mental illness. So Dymphna fled, and her father pursued her, and he ended up taking, taking her life because of his mental illness. The Catholic Church has made her the patron saint of stress and anxiety and mental health. The saints are ordinary people with whom or to whom we can relate. They do they take ordinary feats. They present their ordinary lives for God's divine work in the world. I want to be clear. We don't need saints to intercede on our behalf. Christ is our mediator and has opened uh, a direct line to God for us. And it's also important to note that the saints, they're not an elite group of super Christians because God loves them more. God listens to them more um, we celebrate all saints, not their superhuman ability to gain God's favor or attention, but that God uses ordinary people to do divine and extraordinary things in this world. I love the two readings. The Revelation text talks about a new heaven, a new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven, and heaven and earth being made new. It's coming down. The image of heaven is in the Bible is a lot more about coming down than it is going up. God is making all things new now, in the present, immediately, as Mark's gospel says. And then Luke's gospel is called the Sermon on the Level Place. He started up on the mountain, and then he heard the cries of his people, and so Jesus came down. I think he wanted to be breath to breath face-to-face -face with the ones who were hurting, with the ones who had questions and who doubted, the ones who were trying to figure out how to take the next step, the next, the next breath. So Jesus came down, and it was His signal. It was His way of saying, I'm right here with you. I'm right here with you. That's what we say about our sacraments. We are drawn up from the waters of baptism, and when we go through the waters of life, God says, I'll be with you. I'm right here with you. And in just a minute, uh, we'll come forward and we'll, we'll take a little ordinary bread and juice. By the power, the mystery of God's grace, it is transformed into healing grace. And it's God's way of saying, I'm right here with you. It takes a lot of faith to believe that we're connected by such a great cloud of witnesses, that we're connected to so many, to so much faith, to so many stories of struggles and fears and challenges, yet God brings this immeasurable divine love, and it's through that, that love that God has created this unique community that will stand the test of time. That's what the communion of saints is. The great cloud of witnesses is a new community that will withstand the test of time.
I find comfort in that today, thinking about all the ways that we disconnect from one another and from ourselves and from our family and those who love us, and, and we, do, we divide into our groups, our beliefs, our, our practices, our habits. We get into our own schedule, uh, you know, social media groups and customs, but none of those can genuinely connect us to Christ's body, not even our religious beliefs or our acts of goodness. The only thing that connects us as Christ's body and to Christ's body is God alone by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's God who gathers us up and sends a personal invitation to each of you to meet at the table, to step into a mystery. We see in part, but we don't understand in full. Not yet. Not yet. So we gather today to remember our own saints, people who were flawed like us, but through whom God allowed kindness and forgiveness and joy and humor and a long obedience in the same direction as Eugene Peterson once wrote. And at the funeral service for each of the saints whose name we call today, we said, we come together in our grief, acknowledging our human loss, but we ask that in our pain we may find comfort, in our sorrow, hope, in death, resurrection, and I remember Martin Luther who said, in this life we are simultaneously saint and sin sinner. There's an honesty on this day about life and death that right next to pain is comfort. Right next to sorrow is hope and right next to death is resurrection. Life is a sequence of blessing and woes. That's the gospel lesson today. We feebly struggle. They in glory shine, and that is our great hope that we will be surrounded by saints in this life who will help us get through this thing called life. Many of you have come here today to honor someone who has died this past year. And I know your hearts are heavy and the wounds have not fully healed we would so much prefer to be standing in line with our loved one than to have their name on a litany and in the bulletin and a candle lit in their memory. We hear you and we see you. Our saints are now God's saints, but the truth is they were always God's saints, weren't they? Some lived long and fruitful lives, faithfully attending to their membership vows, witnessing through their generosity and their prayers and their presence here in this sanctuary and their service. Some of our saints, they died entirely too young. And we still say, why, Lord? Some of the saints whose names we call, they... Their minds and their bodies suffered in this world, and we say, why, Lord? We can still hear their voices, the voices of the saints who sang in the choir and the ones who stood behind us singing off pitch, those who recited the Lord's Creed and the Lord's Prayer and laughed at bad preacher jokes and might have even done the little prayer nod. You know how it happens during the sermon every now and then? Every now and then. God, we miss them so, don't we? But today, we remember that saints are those who leave witness marks 
for their loved ones so that we can find our way back to God and back home and back to our saint and back to the great cloud of witnesses. You know about witness marks? You know what a horologist is, a clockmaker, a clockworker? These old ancient clocks were so intricate and the makers would leave just a little witness mark somewhere within a gear, somewhere within a shelf, somewhere within a moving part, and the next generation of, of horologists could come along and, and find a pathway to whatever, to whatever needed to be repaired or resurrected. Native Americans did the same thing. They would bend a twig when it was very young, and it would grow into a tree that would bend like this, and you could find them sequentially, and it became a pathway and a storyway, like, like the, the cave art. It told their story, and it gave future generations a pathway of inheritance to something bigger than themselves, the great spirits as it was. For Christians, the saints whose names we called the great cloud of witnesses have left witness marks. They've left us love and forgiveness and kindness. They've taught us how to love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us taught us about turning the other cheek and giving one coat away because if we have two coats, we have one too many. These simple witness marks are what it means to be a saint. And our saints today, they were passionate about missions to feeding the hungry and clothing the naked and giving shelter to the homeless. And they brought music into this world on the darkest of days. And they taught our children Bible school and they changed diapers and they gave generously to the church no matter what the economy was like. They held doors for guests, first-time guests, and then they remembered their name the next week. They made prayer shawls for persons going through treatment. And you would likely find our saints sitting beside us as we cried our eyes out during a breakup or a divorce or a job loss. Those are our witness marks. Those little acts of God's grace in this world. Something so ordinary, something just is so profound. That's the story that's been passed on to us by our saints. And each time we do that, the kingdom of heaven comes a little bit closer, a little bit closer, a little bit closer. St. Bernard said we are dwarves who sit on the shoulders of our saints on the shoulders of giants. We see more things in the ancients, things more distant, but it's neither due to the sharpness of our sight nor the greatness of our stature. It's simply because the saints have lent us their own. So today we give thanks. How many of you play Wordle? Do you know about this game? It's a strange little word game, isn't it? You have six guesses on a five-letter word. And so you type in a five-letter word, and if one of the boxes, one of the letters is yellow, that means that's in the word, but it's in the wrong place. So you try again. And if one of those letters turns green, that's in the word, it's in the right place. So you have six tries to get a five-letter word. If the boxes are gray, that means the letter's not in the word. Well, yesterday, I'm playing Wordle because Wordle has become one of my best friends each morning. And what I've discovered is that Wordle reveals the emotional state of the player in the moment, specifically on that first guess. So yesterday, my first guess was chaos. 
I had one letter in the wrong place, so I guessed paint. Nope. I guessed aware. I guessed relay. I was watching a race on TV. I guess freak for some reason, because the guy that was running the race was, I just thought, a freak of nature. He was running so fast. I had one, one guess left. Three letters were right, and I guessed the word dream. And then I sat back and looked at the whole progression of words, and somehow I had gone from chaos to dream. And I thought, my Lord, the saints are speaking here. This is weird. Prophetic, even. It sounds like a message to be seen and heard while perched on the shoulders of our saints. It's like they're saying, get out of the chaos, stand on our shoulders, look into the future, everything will be okay. I'm right here with Jesus. And we are cheering you on each step that you take in this life. I'm right here from chaos to dream. That's the resurrection theme about which we sing. The chaos of Good Friday turns to resurrection dreams. And those giants are saying, rise above it. Don't allow the chaos to prevent you from dreaming again. Dream by doing justice and loving mercy and walking humbly with your God. Dream today about what God is already doing tomorrow. Dream today about how you will witness to your faith by loving God and loving your church and loving one another. Do not stop. Keep dreaming. Keep witnessing. Keep going. I'm here with the saints. And we're cheering you on. We will see them again one day, you know. Do you believe that? We will see those saints again. For today, we come forward and worship, and they are worshiping, singing, holy, 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 and world without end with us today in this moment. And so we're going to present our hands, and we're going to give you some ordinary bread and some ordinary juice and and by God's grace, it's going to become something extraordinary in your life. But I want you to do something different today. I want you to present your hands. I want you to come down the center aisle. But I want you to think about your saint. Who's your person today? And when we say the body of Christ given for you, the blood of Christ given for you, what I'd like for you to consider doing is whispering that person's name. And we'll reply, Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God that death does not win and that the worst things are never the last things. To that truth, can I get a witness? Amen? Amen.